Yo VIP, let's let's kick it. <laughs> oh man. Ice ice baby. Ice ice baby. Alright, stop. Collaborate and listen. Ice is back with a brand new invention invention. Something something grabs a hold of me tightly. Flow like a harpoon daily and nightly. Will it ever stop? Yo, I don't know. Turn off the lights and I'll glow. To the extreme I rock a mic like a vandal. Light up a stage and wax a chump like a candle. I say <laughs> baby. Uh, <laughs> you know, we actually tried to reach out to uh, to him to come on the show. Just because I want him to open up the show with that song. That's all I was really. But never happened is people turned it down. I guess he's too busy or whatever. Yeah, it seems like a nice guy. He seems like a nice guy. And he's also, he was in construction. I don't know if he's still in construction. He, he was, was in construction? Yeah, he was doing rentals in Miami oh. until he got arrested for breaking into one of his rentals that he built and he was stealing some stuff. Oh. I don't know the whole story about that thing, but I mean, yeah, why would you break into the house that you renovated? Well, we do that a lot on a regular <laughs> basis. <laughs> no? It's like, where's the keys at? Where's Real? the lockbox? Uh, yeah, technically, <laughs> but we're not taking stuff. We're putting stuff. Yeah. We're bringing stuff in. Yeah, it depends if they pay the bill or not. And know. sometimes we don't get paid, exactly. And then we have to take some stuff out, man. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for taking the drive. I didn't realize like you you were going to just come down specifically for this. Uh, wasn't the plan, but... Uh, Keep the mic closer. I'm going to need you. Because I know you're a soft-spoken person, but I just want to make sure everyone hears what we have to say. So that's yeah. all. So that, no, that's all good, man. <laughs> I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, welcome, good. man. Upper level finishing. Finishes. Yes. Upper level. And a lot's going on in, in your life. Well, a lot has happened in the last few years in your life. Uh, definitely, uh, it's 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 hard to uh, it's hard to really pick uh, um, pick a future. There's there's always uh, things happening, but uh, I kind of live life uh, uh, in the way like I, I my theory of life is I, I I go through life by feeling life. So then. Uh, I always pay attention to things, uh, and uh, I have a direction uh, that I kind of, and I'm, I'm putting out questions into the, so to speak, the world, and the, and then I listen for the answers, and slowly the pieces kind of like the best, uh, line of best fit, so to speak. Like uh, They just kind of, whatever is falls in place as the most, uh, the best way. Uh, and, and the wife is the same? Uh that was uh, kind of like, uh, you mean, is my wife the same way? Yeah, the same mindset. I mean, obviously, you guys have been married a while, so I just assume that she might be on the same kind of uh, mindset. She is, uh, we're definitely a different, but she does, uh, she's an Aries, so she def- definitely has the fire in her, too. Uh, um, she has been uh, following me in the way that I was, I was leading uh, for the last part, but now it's... Uh, um, it's turned uh, turned the page where now it's it's her her time, uh, her time to to do her thing and uh, uh, to express herself and do her passion because she is uh, we are the same in terms of that she is really good at what she does and she is passionate and uh, she is able to stand on her own and that's like mainly one of the main reasons that I uh, picked her. Uh, not picked her, but I mean, it's almost like I've been waiting for her. You didn't way. pick her. She picked you. Yeah, actually, <laughs> actually, she did. She did pick me. You both picked each other. She, she's the one that messaged me. So. Okay. Um, so she she definitely uh, has that uh, fire in her. And then 
it, it definitely is somebody that I need in the, in the partner that, uh, to, uh, cause there's so much that I aspire to do and, and achieve. And, uh, um, I see my life to be like a very long journey and, uh, um, in the way to like serve and make, make change in this world. Um, so that's what drives me. So whenever I am not, let's say around that, uh, I am, uh, I know for sure that she's, she's going to be able to hold it together and take care of, take care of the girls and uh, the house and everything. Uh, and if anything happens to me, that for sure she'll like, you know, a, a woman, a right woman, you know, I've like got it. I totally understand what you're talking about. Yeah. I want to let everybody know. So it, Evgeny, Evgeny, yes. Evgeny, <laughs> how do you pronounce the last name? Uh, Dombrovsky. Yeah, you want the that's actually thing? a little bit. Dombrovsky, right? Evgeny uh, Vyacheslavovich Dombrovsky. <laughs> <laughs> Did you use every single letter from the alphabet on that one? Uh, the whole name, probably. It's, it's a lot of letters. It's uh, a lot I, of letters. I man. usually almost never use uh, uh, use my uh, my middle name, my dad's name. Uh, but uh, Dombrovsky is uh, is like a, a, a famous Polish name. Uh, so there there used to be a the liberator of uh, Poland, uh, so the Dombrowski was the was the general, uh, and it was uh, part of the Polish national anthem for uh, for quite a while. I don't remember exactly when they changed the the newer version, um, but uh, I've definitely spoken to some Polish people. They're like, I, I'd and kill, they've shared that. I'd, I'd kill for that name. <laughs> um so welcome to the show thanks so much it's good to finally meet i know we've spoken on the phone and we've dm'd and then recently you were hanging out with dimitri so we're saying hello to dimitri for a second and i'd like to let everybody know that this show is going to kind of be a life travel path show like we're going to discuss obviously your construction background but what else is going on and things have changed in the last few years and and uh, I'm very um, respectful of people that are making these dramatic changes mm-hmm. in their life that I think are better. Like, it's you guys are chasing a better life is what you guys are chasing, which is important, I think, to anybody at any point in their life. Yes. So it's important. Let me do a quick shout out to um, Ready Mix Concrete. That's who I'm wearing today. Uh, thanks so much for the, for the lid. Uh, but Ready Mix Concrete. And then I want to unleash your voice on the Construction Life podcast community. Are you passionate about the world of construction, trades, and all things building related? The Construction Life Podcast wants to hear from you. Leave us a review, share your thoughts, insights, and experiences on your favorite podcast channel. Your review fuels our mission to create engaging and informative content for the construction community. Your feedback is the mortar that holds our podcast together. Share your thoughts, rate us, and let the construction community know why the Construction Life is your go-to podcast. Visit our website and check out the nearly 500 tradespeople and construction professionals listed on the site. Connect with all of them. Check us out at www.theconstructionlife.com for additional content, behind-the-scenes exclusives, and valuable resources. Dive deeper into the construction world with articles, guest profiles, and more. Follow us on Instagram at TCL underscore The Construction Life. Follow us on TikTok under the same handle and tweet us at TCL Construction. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, check out our link tree, and find exclusive discounts for listeners. Link is in the IG bio. Join the conversation on Facebook, the Construction Life community. Where do you want to begin? Like, how many years of construction you got going on? Um, uh, I'd say 20. 20. So you started in your teens? Yeah, high school. High school? Yeah. What trade? Labor? Uh, 
the hardscaping. Hardscaping. Yeah. Interlock. Basically, yeah, that, was, that was a funny one. Yeah. Um, Learn lessons. I, I was the I was the kind of I guess prior to that because that was uh, prior to, prior to that or how to say uh, I was the kind of kid in uh, in school because uh, I came from Moldova uh, in uh, 2001 after 9/11 so it was Halloween uh, October 31st uh, two weeks prior to that we finally got the phone call that uh, your visa bud expired better get your things together and you, you gotta come here. Uh, so we, we kind of just packed our bags and came, uh, so I was 14 and that was kind of, uh, an interesting transition to, uh, into, into Canada with the language and stuff. Uh, Didn't know English at the time? Uh, no, I was uh, fully trilingual. So the Romanian, okay. Russian and, uh, and English, cause they teach you, you could, you could have learned up to five languages in, in school. It was like Spanish, French, English. It was the three international. And I wish they would do that here. Yeah. It's It'd be uh, beneficial for everybody. Absolutely, it changes your 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 mind as uh, it works on a different level. Um, so I was I kind of uh, I was the the kid that uh, was in shop class basically. I was I was in transportation tech, which is like a shop class. So I'll be like welding stuff up and. Uh, but the tables uh, were always shorter than they needed to be. They could have been a little bit taller, right? Six or seven inches taller. The tables. The tables, the work tables, the shop tables. Uh, I think I made the, I was making uh, horse uh, feeders. The shop teacher had some stuff going on the side, but <laughs> I didn't really care about that. I was happy to be like. Basically oh, using oh. slave labor, I yeah, guess, yeah. while he was making a little bit of coin. I, th I think the, the funds from that was uh, essentially feeding. Uh, it was creating more of a, a budget for the, for the shop for to, to work on. Things. And this is all out of Ottawa? This is Ottawa, yeah. Okay. Um, and, uh, so essentially, uh, that kind of me being hanging around the construction department, um, and, uh, switching to construction tech, my, my teacher, construction teacher started, uh, started a bit of a side, uh, business, uh, interlock because he was into renos, uh, as he was flip, he would flip his houses. Uh, so then he, he got his tools from some old guy that was retiring uh, so he started doing interlock as, and then eventually him and the math teacher became the, the guys. And then the third year, <laughs> so the, the third teachers year are was, basically starting construction businesses. Yeah. They were doing it on the side, which so, is smart. Uh, they needed some, uh, some young, uh, more, more young. So they, they pulled me on because, uh, I was always hanging around. So see, I always do good work and I was passionate about it. So. He's like, hey, you want a job? So he pulled me in. Uh, and this first job was like laying sod. I think I was out for two weeks with back pain after that one. But <laughs> No crap. I mean, how tall are you? Six what? Yeah, six four. No. That's what I figured. All right. So, yeah, and you got to be on your hands and knees. Or I guess you can't be on your hands and knees putting sod down. You got to be just bent over. Yeah. This is a pain. Uh, it was a, was, what was the joke? Green side up? Yeah, that was that was a <laughs> that was a go to joke for the new kid. I get it. I understand. How many years do you do that for? Uh, I ended up doing um, the five years seasonal. So then I was mixing that with uh, uh, welding, and I got into welding because uh, I was already doing it in transportation tech. Uh, mm -hmm. But then I got a co-op, so then I got paired with uh, a local uh, welding shop. Uh, so then. Uh, after quickly finishing my hours, I ended up getting like 
evening weekends kind of at the same shop and ended up being five five year uh we're back and forth where i was doing uh, welding and and hardscaping slash renos uh a little so, mix of everything so it was the two companies too uh, and then the way that also i wanted to go into architecture and civil engineering uh but my course was uh there wasn't enough students applying for that one so they couldn't fill it so the it, it wasn't uh and my other ones were like hvac or furniture tech uh what's furniture tech furniture tech is uh like designing furniture or no you you build you're basically they teach you joinery and you're you're building uh okay. and uh and for it's algonquin college uh okay. in, in ottawa uh but HVAC? Uh, no yeah, neither one of them. Uh, well, there was also flying. I wanted to be a pilot too, but then obviously that was there's not a lot of funding for that, and it, it's pretty expensive. Uh, so I never really went that route. Uh, but what ended up happening is because the the school wasn't, uh, I would have ended up in architecture, but the uh, because they shut down the program, opportunity came up where both uh, both of the uh, uh, guys from one from the welding the other one from the uh interlock and the uh, home renos they were wanted wanted me to take over as the be the guy be so, their guy yeah because so you had the skills for it yeah so yeah. I, I ended up uh, picking the welding at the end um and then that kind of like didn't last too long and turned sideways the guy had some gambling problems and uh the teacher no that was the an, an old uh, old oh, guy he was oh, like guy. 65 okay. almost uh, basically he was at the end and he was uh, he wanted to pass on his, he just wanted to do estimating and for me to do all the shop work and handle the shop basically uh, don't all gambling problems start with gambling solutions is that a company i don't know I just, <laughs> I, it just seems like it's always gambling problems but they all come from something so they they must think they're solutions in the beginning yeah. So then they get into problem, but okay. So that's entertaining. But then you learned, so you had a crash course, a bunch of stuff at the very beginning. Yeah. So that that I I was actually we opened a new company uh, when I started the uh, um, the welding shop, and then uh, we got a truck, we got things, and uh, after the gambling thing, I kind of just left. But it, uh, he kept using the truck, and eventually he had some fight or whatever with the. Uh, dealership and they ended up dropping the the truck there because he was pissed and then it ended up affecting my credit because he just he didn't care about it anymore uh, his girlfriend was the co-signer but basically because i didn't have too much credit history like messed me up where they wouldn't even give me a overdraft on my debit card like my credit was you were just flagged <laughs> yeah so it's like that took some time before uh before my credit was re re uh rebuild or i had a decent job again and then they uh, they ended up giving me a card and then that's when i started treating credit uh, much better uh but so basically re rebuild i remember the bank uh, guy like laughing at me when he saw me <laughs> because of the situation that these guys put you in yeah it kind of gets uh got screwed on that one but it's Joining the ranks of tens and tens of thousands of satisfied doll customers allows you to experience the doll difference firsthand. You can trust in the quality and the durability of their products, backed by a company with a long-standing reputation for excellence. With doll, you're not just purchasing a great product, but you're also gaining a reliable partner that is committed to your success. 
Check out Dahl at www.dahlvalve.com and on social at Dahlvalve. It's good, uh, good lessons, you know. It's, it's not ideal, but it's uh, stuff that happens. Uh, um, and then what was... Uh, From there you go in there, but I guess my question to you right now is like, has there been a given time in your history of, I guess, employment? Because you started very young, like all, all of us do. We all start early. There's no such thing as child labor these days if you're european you come it's just the moment you can carry something you start working as simple as that but as in any given time in your years of working are you ever just dealing with one thing are you always dealing with several things at one time i get the sense that you're probably working on this and working on this and working on this at the same time um having a harder time understanding what you you mean as far as uh you're juggling so much oh you're totally juggling so much. It, it was more like grabbing for uh, opportunities. Uh, and then I guess I, I really like working with, I always liked working with my hands. I guess that came from uh, my grandfather because it's, uh, would be, uh, I mean, you're in Europe, you're from, whenever you're in Europe, it's like you, people do their own stuff. They yeah. you, you go build the fence, you go. You don't want to uh, hear about how much it costs to buy that when you could just make it. Yeah. For <laughs> If you're from, uh, so we'd have like cottages or my grandfather, he had the, uh, they had this little plot of land uh, uh, that they would uh, get their vegetables. I, I'll be the you know climb the tree because then you don't want to break the branches. So it, uh, or it, um, turn the turn the soil for the potatoes yeah. and then uh, build the dig out the outhouse and then build the outhouse for the grandfather. Go cut, chop some wood. That was probably that's my, how it is. My still favorite was that's how yeah. it is, right? Yeah. So those moving some stone around or whatever just watching my grandfather or my with my uncle or whatever they're doing uh all that kind of uh handy uh handy work has uh transitioned uh, yeah. into uh you know the love of uh cre- creation uh, of of building something and my grandfather was also an architect uh, a military lawyer and prison warden in siberia and uh, a colonel and very good role model like uh, definitely uh <laughs> definitely one of those uh, top guys uh, that's a pretty thick cv there uh okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure um so then there is uh there's a lot of that uh, a lot of that love uh transition and i always uh love to even as a kid and whenever i did have my own i would pick up a, a chunk of wood and then uh we didn't have too many uh, i guess toys or whatever uh so like let's play baseball so like carve some half bat out of <laughs> with, with a dull knife and like get scars in my hands from like slipping and no stabbing. lathe right you're just you're you're whittling this thing is uh, what you're doing i think they uh, they started teaching lathe and uh i think that was grade six because uh, in moldova they still teach you industrial so like uh metallurgy was grade seven i left in grade seven and then i skipped two years so i was in grade nine when i the education system is way better there. Yeah. Uh, so I ended up skipping two years when I came to Canada because it was repetitive. But they, they start teaching you uh, wood shop and then the women, I guess they do sewing and baking. But for the guys, it was legitimate. Like you're, you're at grade five and six. Grade five, you're learning wood shop. And then in grade six, you're already on a lathe. Is it still like that seven. now today? The yeah. education? It's still like that, yeah. right? If yeah. not, it's, in, it's improved. Because you're, you're getting pushed into the workforce. You're yeah. To, to service, to repair, to, to make, to create. Uh, I mean, the I guess it's a little bit behind maybe. 
uh, in terms of, but there's still a demand. So if, if you're not good with the computers, you're going to be good with your hands. Yeah. Um, we'll find out real quick which one you're good at. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, those things, the leaves were a bit scary. I don't know if, uh, especially now watching some of the For videos. For a preteen, <laughs> yeah, I would say that's pretty scary. Yeah. Could, uh, could definitely get dangerous pretty quick. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess, yeah, that lots of, uh, Lots of that tra transi transition. I definitely enjoyed the welding a lot. Uh, it's very peaceful. Uh, you know, when you put the mask down and you hit the little buzzing and... Get into the groove. You're getting your... your th the almost like polishing your shoes because I was, I was in Air Cadets too. So that was like the... Doing the little circles or the patterns was uh, very like already built in into my muscle memory, my, my hands. Uh, so my, my welds were almost like, uh, perfect. And, uh, uh, at one point we tried to go, uh, west for a pipeline. Uh, but, uh, the guy, the problem is the guy never had me on payroll. It was all under the table. Oh, it was all okay. Uh, okay. So they're like, Hey, where's your hours? I was like, uh, <laughs> <sighs> that, didn't, that didn't count. So that was one of the reasons kind of like fully shifting from, from that. And once I left the, the welding guy, I, uh, uh, I ended up doing it into commercial, so high-rise uh, reno, uh, working for a GC. Commercial so, jobs. But it was, I, because I was on the GC side, we were more like sweeping, moving tiles, repair some T-bar. Boring <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah. but, but I guess it got you experience to build stuff. It, it, was, it was nice to start so early in the morning because I'd be there at like 5, 5.30, and then it'd be done at like two, two and so the then have like then you're gone. The you rest the of rush, the day. you beat rush hour both ways. And then you have the rest of the day to do. It's almost like you have a second life. It's uh, it was it was a nice. Uh, How many years did you do that for? Uh, that didn't last too long because it was boring. It was boring. It was it was nice. Uh, it was definitely a nice experience to see that side of construction because up to that point I never had, uh, um, and uh, it would. I definitely wouldn't uh, wouldn't mind working in the, in the in that kind of uh, aspect if I as like get more back into uh, handling. Uh, uh, let's say if I wanted to be an electrician, then it would be more high end uh, or the commercial side. I would definitely prefer high rise uh, kind of work. This um, would have been what your mid twenties, uh, early early twenties, yeah, early to mid. 20s okay b just before uh or this is around like 2010 yeah just after the uh uh recession there the recession yeah it would have been 2009 2010 2011 2009 I yeah guess, everything yeah. got started getting a mess and then we weren't too bad here u.s was bad now it's the flip huh? um and then from there where do you go from there i had a um through like networking, uh, I got a job at uh, a trim shop. That was uh, Canada Trim uh, in in Ottawa. It's like a big uh, big shop, so they did mostly all uh, high rise or like Urbandale, Madame. Uh, well, like pre hung uh, stuff, like uh, yeah, so prefabricated uh, stuff. Yeah, making the U channel systems. Yeah, uh, and then I think that's what I started on is cutting the pieces. Uh, then I migrated into uh, packing uh, the long stuff or loading the trucks. Uh, and then there was like door door cart assembly. So you, you assemble the houses. So you, you just you just walk around and you everything is 
pre-machined. You're pulling off. You have your take, take off. You just yeah. stack this cart. They can uh, wrap it together with all the frames and everything on it for for the whole house. And then they throw that on the truck. And then the, whoever's packing the long stuff, they have uh, that on a big A-frame cart that they they have individually. Uh, set up for the loose stuff and then when the drivers show up they would load up uh, all their base case drop all the spare pieces and they throw the, tr the, the door doors on top so there was a lot of that for like three years where i, I had various uh, a little bit of mill work then they had some were you uh, mostly in the shop or were you on site too no i never had uh, site experience until uh, i guess layoff time um, they would do that uh, a bunch um so they laid laid me off because uh, i had a habit of not showing up on time but i was always such a good worker that i was i was the guy that would show up late but then i, I would never leave until the job was done what was the cause so, of the habit of showing up late all time all the time uh, when, whenever you're like younger i guess or you I went out I for a little bit too long i sleep really well you know it's uh I definitely like being in bed uh, but it, that's always been like a a thing but they they always uh love i'm the problem solver i got the the perfectionist the uh, the guy that stays late and does everything so it's like it was really hard to uh to let you go yeah uh and i never really like asked for i was never really a problem other than, than that so it was mirror shop was another thing and then the pre-hung so it'd be the guy assembling all the all the doors for a bit too uh so those were all uh Kind of interesting things. Millwork always was an aspect that I wanted to jump into, but they they had the two old guys up there that really knew what they were doing, and then there was no uh, to put me in there. When didn't really make sense. They had their own Portuguese. Oh, this is Portuguese shop too. Classic with molding. So <laughs> I had nothing to do with it. Um, uh, but okay, so you do that for a few years, and then you basically get laid off, and now you're on yeah. your own looking for work. I did uh, a little bit of uh, like back finish, so like uh, started. Uh, uh, there was like this apartment building that they, they turned a school into uh, into uh, condos, so they added We're on doing a bunch of those now. Well, yeah. we don't need schools; we need condos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a really like three three story uh, three story school. They put an addition on, and they made it into like a modern. Uh, Almost like loft, loft style units. How many units? With the they left the concrete floor on the on the main floor. So you just everything it like they sealed it. That's all. Yeah, so they sealed. That was that was a disaster to try to put shoe molding in that because you have your hospital like. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that was because uh, it was fun. never poured to be perfect. Yeah, so that was imagine trying to like make that uh, shoe molding fit. Anyways, that was. Uh, uh, so more lessons being learned. Yeah, I was pretty slow at that because I was like too too much of a perfectionist. Uh, but eventually my speed speed uh, build up. Then they went into sales a little bit. You know that door to door aeration. Uh, you got into that as well. Remember the because you're going back into the landscaping world, I guess. Eh? I think it was Springmasters. Okay, it was it was called, and then there was I think the company switched uh, to Property Stars. Uh, ben Stewart, the uh, world kickboxing champion. I don't know how many times. Okay. Uh, I think t for the 20 years. But uh, he, so he owns it. Uh, it was a great company because uh, I really developed a lot of uh, sales. People so, skills. So door to door. So it's, 
you know, it's tough to make a sale when uh, somebody opens the door and then they're doing whatever they're doing and you're trying to sell them something, you know, they, they don't want to see your face. So they come doing whatever I'm doing. So it's the physical aspect was fun because uh, I think I put on 30 pounds in a month and a half. Of, so uh, walking door to door actually helped a uh, little bit. I'm pushing this heavy machine with the spikes that's full of uh, water and uh and then you're you're constantly as you as you go back and forth you're lifting you're lifting switch the bar flip it around drop it again and go and you I, I remember back I and know. forth and the sun uh, I think I took some creatine back then <laughs> uh, and then with everybody feeding me water it's like yeah it's hot today so like <laughs> a a school bag full of water <laughs> so nothing I guess there was a lot of water weight and then. Uh, what was the what was the first lesson that you learned regarding the people and connecting and door knocking and interrupting their lives trying to sell something? Um, I guess you build up uh, like people don't really want to deal with you, so it's mainly it's, it's the the product and the service. First of all, has to be already great because then how are you gonna BS yourself through selling something that's not actually. So first of all, the product is good, and it is good. Aeration is like golf yep. courses do it two, three times a year. Yeah. Uh, so for sure, it's something that's uh, great. Um, so it was more of like selling yourself, because then they're not. It's not the services they have to buy it from you. So it's uh, it's not the next guy, and or not not tomorrow or the another day. It's like I'm here today, and I'm here providing the service, and then you you, you kind of have to. There was a lot of uh, room for you to make whatever you want, so that they give you like you gotta sell it for a minimum this much, and then you have uh, so that so there was a bit of teaching. Uh, you find you gotta find your way. It was interesting how other guys would uh, uh, would would find their way and in uh, selling it, the different little story or little speeches and. Uh, things that they would do but uh so it started the day everybody got together they all got their machines then they all rolled out to the neighborhoods that they needed to go to you get dropped off and you get your team leader or whatever and then uh he's, if you run out of gas he'll come we give a call come by fill you up check on you and then but basically you have a couple of streets that you you go up and down and uh, a few of them are already sold so you, at the beginning of the season there's you'd, you'd have a few places to do uh so it was that helped for sure at the beginning because the sales already made uh but as you uh, uh as you progress you definitely find uh find your your groove your way and then smile positive uh you, de- you definitely uh the, the biggest thing is building up the library of excuses so then you, you have to have the answer for every every problem don't miss it on huge savings. Visit goiguide.com slash shop and use promo code TCL podcast to get deep discounts on an iGuide system. Everyone loves swag and I love giving it away. So if you're listening and you're interested in learning more about iGuide, shoot me an email rjohnston at planetar.com or a message on LinkedIn and I'll send you free swag just for saying hello. I've got free t-shirts and toques and I can't wait to give them away. I've also got special offers for TCL listeners, so it's worth your time to reach out. But it was the first time that you were actually getting a chance to speak directly to a potential client. Yeah. Sales. So that's that's where like sales basically. Basically. Became. But I like that you just said that uh, it's, it's coming up with how many excuses they can come up with so you can have the best responses for all those excuses. Exactly, yeah. 
So it, was, and it got you forward. It got you a sale. Because you, you definitely knew after time. But what was it? It's, uh, it's not just the excuses because it's also reading people. Yeah, body it, language. Because it's body language. It's, yeah. it's all these hidden things that it's not about words. It's about you already know that they're not comfortable or they, whatever the excuses are, there's the telltale signs that uh, you kind of understand uh, and you build up and then you, you already know you got the sale, not the sale. But it wasn't, it was like, I would almost get a buddy buzz like in terms of I already know if it's good or not. Uh, so well, you were sizing up the homeowner based on the home, looking at some of the parts of the home that gave you some ammunition to kind of use in your sale. Yeah. Here are the benefits of doing yeah. this. And this is how I feel that, you know, maybe you're just too busy and you don't have the time, but this is something you should consider twice a year, that kind of thing, right? Yeah. Sometimes like, sometimes I have fun with it and a lot of, lots of guys would have fun with that too. Um, but I definitely wasn't a top seller guy. But uh, I'd... I'd because uh, they try to tell you to do all these things and then you kind of uh, I'm not all about that like feeding BS to somebody the sales tactic <laughs> stuff I know I get it but, uh, I totally understand and then we got into this asphalt ceiling in the second part of the season so that was uh, that was a whole other uh, other thing that was fun same time that you're doing the aerating you're doing asphalt ceiling as well uh, no that's afterwards so they After, okay. finished and then they they have these uh, uh I think it's, I don't know what the solution was, like in terms of in the tank, but basically it was uh, a big steel cart with heavy duty thousand pound wheels on it uh, and an engine. So then then you have your sprayer and you go to door to door and then you're selling, you have some cardboard with you to create like little flaps and some tape so you can, a blower and you some crack filler and then you're essentially this, uh, I think I got dropped off a few times just with the cart myself. So you have to go and push this like a couple of thousand pounds down the asphalt. Uh, uphill, downhill. <laughs> a few oh, times man. it was uphill. Uh, so it was, uh, that was, it was definitely a good exercise by that point. Uh, how many guys were working? Like how many were there of you? The, uh, a lot. This is across multiple cities. Yeah. This is a Toronto, Ottawa. It's, he's all the way up in like Vancouver. Uh, I don't know if he's going to start uh, anything in the, uh, in U.S., but recently he's moved down there too. Uh, he's part of uh, Wealth Genius, which is a, the newest uh, thing that I'm doing. Uh, so that was uh, that was definitely like a big. I tried to do it the next year, but I, I didn't have it in me anymore. Uh, I I knew that I, it wasn't something that you really make a lot of money uh, on because it's it's not it's not predictable. It was pure commission. Like you should, yeah, you so show difficult. up. Yeah, you don't know how the market's going to react to you. you. You show up, and it's you're, you actually could end up owing money at the end of the day because you're you're paying a rental for the equipment. So you could be owing ten bucks, and then whatever your food and everything through the day. But you could also had high potential. So some of these guys were really good at sales. Uh, so they were hitting all the bonuses and they're making like five hundred, six hundred, a thousand dollars a day. Was there more money in the asphalt ceiling than the aeration? Uh, yes, because the it's commi- it was commission based. Okay. And then once you had a bonus, you get like a hat or something like a certain level, and then you get a high, automatically a, a fixed commission. Okay. From there on, it was it was rated like the best like college summer job because it's for the students they they had they had the ability to push themselves, be in charge and to achieve a level of their own. So I, I guess the, it's not just the sales with this company. It was also that you had the 
uh, you're almost like a business. You're, you go yeah. out there and then you hunt. Yes, the customers are there, yeah. but there's door-to-door sales. You have the equipment, but that it's ultimately up to you. You're responsible for your own. Uh, but I guess like only a select few understood that understood the business lessons that were attached to that and the most of them were probably just thinking i'm walking down another street going to another person trying to sell this thing when there's actually opportunity here to learn for the future right yeah i guess i always look deeper into things so it's not uh it really depends on individual people other there's a lot of people dropped off the thing he also uh bypassed was that uh you were hired and fired each day yeah so for sure you were. Well, so that's construction. No, in terms of that was like, they just at the end of the day, it's like, when's your next day? And then you would book your, your next day in the schedule when, whenever you're working, but it bypassed uh, having to track any kind of finances. Uh, Too much uncertainty. <laughs> so from there you go where? Uh, from you do there, that for a couple of years or just one year? From there, uh, I think I there was... Uh, where did I go from there? I think I got hired at Classic Wood Molding. I was waiting. Uh, I did some welding at Classic Wood Molding for their paint racks. Uh, my friend uh, got hired there after Canada Trim. So when I joined Canada Trim, I brought all my friends in. I was the first one, and I brought my friend in. He brought his brother, and then his father, uh, father-in-law, and then their other friend, and then other friends. So I was like... <laughs> why not do ended, it ended up staffing uh half uh because that was a good work as like hey you got any good friends so um but uh he was in sales and then it was he was getting like the pick of the like the worst of the worst uh which is like renos when they have to fit in doors into existing frames so you have to uh, a piece here a piece there like it was as far as a commission based for him it wasn't much and it was a total headache so he's, he switched, he tried to go back to school, and ended up uh, actually working uh, at Classic Wood Molding, uh, getting a job there. And then he, he pulled me, and that's how I got into Classic Wood Molding. Uh, they needed some welding done, so since I was a welder, I ended up uh, repairing some of their paint racks, and then they built a few new ones. It's like, oh, these are like, they were using soft aluminum L channel for to hold like trim, and then they were just like bent down. When, <laughs> when there was a little bit of force that so I ended up uh, re-engineering their uh, their paint racks and making them more rigid and uh, stick welding like a couple of full full fr- in the middle of summer too uh, and uh, whenever they ended up having uh, one of th- one of the their guys was uh, slacking a bit uh, they ended up getting him go and then that was essentially next in line uh, after a, a proper interview process still uh, they brought me in because I, ha- I had a lot to bring to the table through all my knowledge, but primarily it was the door section because the uh, at Canada Trim, uh, whatever I've learned, a classic, they didn't really have too much of a door section where they did before, but then they try to revamp it again. So that's where I came on to primarily be the uh, pre-hung guy. So then they started, started making all my jigs and assembling, um, taking care of that so that it would be ready to go either knock down or pre-hung frames. And that's what you were responsible for or that you just took it upon yourself? Yeah, that was pretty much me, yeah. Yeah. So it'll be other guys that there was a door machine that the, they would produce knockdown kits, but for me it was more to uh, any fine-tune, any custom stuff. Uh, 
but uh, with Classic, it was an interesting... Uh, Classic is probably the best one that I've worked for. There is Classic mold, Molding in Toronto. Yeah, there is one. Yeah. Uh, they primarily sell Poplar, but uh, uh, in Ottawa, there's three, shor- uh, three stores, and they, it's more of a family business. <coughs> uh, and they're, they're treated, they're, uh, you get like a little bit of profit sharing. There is contribution to our, uh, your RSP. Uh, they have the uh, Ottawa stores. Uh, team events okay. they're kind of combined the itself. okay yeah yeah they're kind of combined it's currently now the brother and the sister that are doing it um and then sean is more uh the uh, the owner or the brother uh, so he's handling operations and then uh, his sister is handling the uh office um but uh, it is more of a forward uh, uh trying to meet the market but they're definitely tailored to uh getting service giving service giving good good service more of the customer relations and uh if you need any custom stuff custom milling um they they they, they will help you they there. keep up with that uh how many years were you there for uh three three years um they didn't have an installation section or a crew uh so they, they that's something they don't offer and there's no installation which is interesting for a so trim, trim shop. Buying it it's a lot contract, of contractors. Contractors yeah. are buying it. A lot it. of contractors and homeowners DIY, uh, whatever. So that it would, it would be like on and off the shelf, <coughs> which the uh, their dad was uh, an accountant and Olympian, uh, cross country Olympics. He's the one that uh, actually did a lot of the trails in uh, Gatineau. Uh, uh, really, when he was uh, working for Parks Canada. Uh, so that was, that was like my, my boss. And, uh, wow. uh, one of, one of the first things that he, uh, said in the, before, when I was welding those racks, <coughs> he, uh, sorry, he, uh, he's like, don't sell yourself short. And that was like, uh, a bit of a sentence that kind of stuck with me for, uh, quite some time. And he is, uh, in a way responsible for me being able to jump into the, um, doing the trim as a, as a business, because um, uh, I mentioned the uh, how my credit was kind of shot, and finally when I started building it up again, um, as I started in the SIR, like a Civic SIR, okay. was was my car, and then when I started doing the side jobs, because after having some experience uh, installing, um, the uh, and I was working at Classic with molding. I started sharing with uh, with the homeowners, like, oh, put it this way, do it that way. And then one guy was like, why don't you just come and do it for me? He was like, I got no tools. So that ended up actually, it was crown molding. So mm. ended up going and investing in the chop saw, the DeWalt uh, 780, uh, with the stand and uh, I think the nail gun they bought uh, used with a Makita compressor and like a short hose. Uh, a couple of basic tools. So essentially, I invested in it and took out my passenger seat, throw the saw there, put the <laughs> put the big stand through the back, uh, and that's how I kind of like. It's not uh, a very big car, man, to no, begin with. But it, it last. Uh, it took me like two years, and I think I blew, I blew something on it because it started sounding like a Subaru. I think I was driving on three cylinders. Mm-hmm. Uh, the compression went on it, so. Eventually, I decided to take it seriously, and uh, that was the transition where I went shopping for uh, a better saw. 
<laughs> I went to a Subaru. I went to Subaru Legacy. Okay. And then somebody. Which you have all the backspace is good. Yeah, it, it was great. It was a tank. I love that car. And then somebody hit me. And then they ended up being ri- written off. So then I took the insurance money and whatever else I had uh, saved up. And that's when I was like, I'm going to get a van. Like, so I went for a Honda Odyssey. It was like uh, seven, eight years old. And when I went for the uh, financing, it was going to be like something really ridiculous. It would have doubled the cost of my van. And I was, I remember I was so mad. Uh, because of I, the credit history in the I bank? Was, I was like glowing so red that I could feel like the heat. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then I, I, I remember telling that to, uh, to the son, uh, to Sean. And then uh, he went and talked to his dad. And I guess they, they gave me a, a personal loan uh, with uh, harnessing, garnishing wages. Right, like yeah, a, garnishing a little wages, bit yeah. until... Uh, That's nice of them. Yeah, that, that totally like... Uh, that totally changed things for me, and uh, I paid that off in six months. I, I whatever I have pretty much had almost uh, half the half the car, uh, and then with the uh, uh, with him giving me like a loan. Also, the option was if I paid it early, it would be like no interest. Okay, we'll get back to the interview in a second, guys. But if you haven't already signed up for Phil, you should do it now. The marketplace is free and full of great listings. Find closer sites and make soil reg compliance easy. Phil's load tracking blows the competition away. It's a good looking and simple app. You get a real time view of all your sites, hauls and trucks right in your pocket. What if the other guy doesn't have Phil? No problem. They can sign up and send or receive the first truck in five minutes. No sales calls or IT guys needed. You can also invite other companies to join your hauls like engineers, landowners or even municipalities. Tracking doesn't require drivers to do anything, and there's a 14-day free trial. I bet you can move a lot of dirt in 14 days. Sign up for free on the website at www.getphil.app. That's www.getphil.app. You can also search Phil in the App Store. So it was almost like a zero. It's a sweet deal. I wish uh, the Canadian banks would do that. <coughs> yeah. Yeah, they were not going to do so that. That was, uh, that was, uh, that was so, uh, so amazing that... Uh, yeah, I paid that off with uh, essentially side side jobs. So all my money went towards like tools, like back in the business. So whatever whatever uh, money I'd make, it would either get more gas, or get more tools. And Where were you getting all the work from? Was <coughs> it a combination of your own word of mouth and classic then also classic? Okay, classic, classic mostly. Yeah, all right. There, there was no like. Uh, I guess I would tend to keep my customers. So but you uh, you opened up a whole new division for them now because now whenever they had clients come in or contractors, we need a guy. Uh, they never went really. They saw it as a liability and uh, something that would potentially push cl- uh, clients away. Because then if their customer walks in, and then you have a installation division potentially, you could. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. So they never. Uh, they saw it as it wasn't. It's. The way the because the guy was an accountant, his like his all all his numbers, numbers was don't get in all this like stuff. Just what what makes me the most the most money. Even like doing the doors was the biggest uh, biggest thing that they never really wanted to get into because it's it doesn't doors don't make money. The material makes money, but physically handling and doing the process doesn't really. It's something you have to bring along with your other material simply so you can satisfy the customer. And you break it down, at a, I guess, at an accounting perspective. Yeah. The yeah. cost of the profit that they make on selling the material versus the profit that you make on installing the material. 
they don't line up. It's, it's almost every... <coughs> that was the same scenario for Canada Trim, for pretty much any, any supply. Yeah. As soon as you can take it off the... Even better if you don't even put it on the shelf. If it, if it lands, the skid lands, and then it's gone. Right from the flatbed of the <coughs> truck right into yeah. the contractor's truck. You're, you're making, uh, that's your biggest profit. Uh, but in order to sell the doors, you have to now go to the site. You have to measure everything and then do the takeoff. And Again, now you the have line the, item. I know. Then you need X amount of uh, shop space. Now you have to produce. Now you have to like assemble these door orders, separate nice. And then, then you have to ship it. And then you get door damage. You have a lot of uh, a lot of things involved um so how many years did you do the installs for uh it, i gave myself a five-year kind of like a time frame uh we're over over five years because as as you know like businesses fail for after five years so then the f i gave myself the the five years head start by doing side jobs and building my customer base uh but uh, after like three years, two, three years, I, uh, that's when I switched to uh, Wycroft Trim, uh, or Pine Valley, I guess, is known. It's in Toronto here, too. Okay. So they opened, uh, they had their division. They finally, they got the warehouse. And the, um, for the Ottawa division, the general manager, well, he was my boss for install because I installed the uh, trim for eight months in custom homes with, okay. with him. And that's where I... And I picked up some of my skill. Uh, so he ended up being the general manager for Ottawa. And then he brought me on as the uh, shop foreman. Uh, but I, when I showed up, it was empty. It was just... <laughs> it was one plug on the wall and uh, it was one empty and warehouse. that was the shop. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was the shop. And then uh, I ended up bringing some of my tools. And then they slowly material started coming. And I was the only guy working there. Uh, as far as like uh, material comes in, uh, organize some of the orders, and then uh, load out the truck and go. So the first like four or five months, uh, whatever custom stuff needed to be done, I would uh, work on that. They would, did ship majority of it, uh, but a few items for service, stuff like that. Eventually, I got a helper, and then both of us uh, did a bit of, and then we finally got a delivery guy. So we're almost behind the ball the whole time, so it was always like crazy hours. Uh, uh, trying to figure things out and uh, and build the shop, so there was all this. Eventually, construction came in. You're working like every day. Uh, it was uh, pretty much. I remember it was. I did that for two years, uh, and then essentially I needed to do it because I, I did my first house was a pre-construction purchase, so I had because uh, you need your history or employment. I couldn't quit my job. Because otherwise, I would I would never get the house yeah. closed. So I was stuck in almost like torture land until uh, until it was done. Even after we moved in, it was still an escrow, and then I still had to wait like an extra three four months until they finished our block completely uh, for me to switch. And then eventually, I opened uh, the corporation and then uh, launched because I didn't see. Um, so the money going down pretty quick. Uh, so it's like this: either I'm gonna be working seven days a week, uh, evenings, weekends for for some time, just to kind of support everybody, or I gotta take the step now. So then I, it was a it was a scary step, but then I I jumped uh, and I opened the the corporation. And that was uh, upper level finishes. Yeah, upper level finishes. And that was how long ago? 
2017. Okay. I was supposed to go with uh, Blake. Remember Blake? Uh, Blake. Uh, oh, Blake. I remember Blake. Blake. Yeah. Yeah. He came to see you. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's how, right. That's how I started following you. Is because yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Blake. Blake came to see me. Yeah, when I was doing the job there and we got talking. Okay. Yeah, and you guys it. were going to partner? Yeah, with his experience, and I, I want I like the idea of uh, full construction. He's fishing most of the time these days. Yeah, he's he's, <laughs> he's doing great. Uh, he's he's doing really well now, actually, because uh, he's he's with his brother. Yeah, and they're doing their own thing, uh, so they're doing super well. Uh, but uh, he, he we kind of I ended up getting a truck, and then uh, we we're supposed to kind of like go together, but. I don't remember what happened. He just went his uh, his own way, other opportunities. Uh, so I just stuck to the trim stuff. Uh, I, I tried different things at the beginning. I think I had a basement reno, a kitchen reno. Uh, I tried to do some cabinetry installs because uh, trim wasn't wasn't paying. Uh, I was competing at such low price points that I wasn't... Uh, Nobody wanted to give you a dollar? Is that what it was? Or they just wanted an okay job? Well, uh, I was taking on the job based on uh, square footage, and uh, it's hard to price it that way, right? So then it's 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 really up to you, uh, up to up to me to to make it happen for that price point, uh, which is which is very common. But eventually, I uh, when I jump back into it, it's like no, I'm going to do trim. That's the best thing that I like to do because I don't want to handle all these trades and babysit. Uh, wanted to actually just that was my highest best use then i revamped two years later my uh, my company and i set my own price like this is what i'm gonna charge after reading the uh what was it called profits for contractors right yeah profits first profits for contractors then i redid all my uh, numbers and then i uh, figured it out and uh and then essentially almost 40 percent increase in my price point so then i was at a, such a price point, it was no. The price point didn't make sense. Like I was, I was in my own. You weren't profitable. I was in my own bubble in terms of my price point. Were you always working by yourself? Uh, yeah. So you never brought on anybody. No. Didn't want to be the educator. Uh, no, it's. Uh, I think it's in, when you're in the custom, the. Or my goal was after reading the that book and resetting my system in 2019 uh so two years later uh my goal was to hit a certain number and then keep it up so then if that was the case then i could replace myself with two and a half people part-time office and then two installers uh i get it and i could take either one of the positions or whatever i could fill in but if 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 it never hit the numbers it would never work because i would just fail so they never really, uh, that was, I never ended up hitting it because COVID happened. So I, w- I was doing well and my numbers almost were doubling. Um, it was growing. In it. But yeah, then yeah. even during the COVID <coughs> bullshit years, there, everybody was thriving. Everybody was doing well. A lot of people were doing well, uh, but yeah, other stuff was going on as well too. I also ha- went through a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Like I broke my leg and crashed my van. and I remember that. Yeah. Uh, since then, I broke my leg again, too. Again? Yeah. From what? Just running. <laughs> I hit it a little too hard there. and uh, I guess runners, uh, it's common for runners to break their legs uh, just from the impact. And I mean me being uh, 
taller. Last last May, I was probably like two twenty five. That's a lot of force, and uh, and it was also cold, and uh, and I hit my running schedule. I hit it hard because I was trying trying to do. I uh, need you to get into water rowing, man. Like a little more, less impact. I was I was trying to uh, get that. Uh, what was it called? Uh, the one that the newer one that they turned their water rower into uh, like a game. Uh, oh, they have a screen now. They've added yeah. a screen. All they yeah. did was just, I think you could actually modify my current one, but I didn't need that there. But yeah. it's just, uh, what I liked about it is there's no impact on any joints or any of that, that right? That's yeah. what I, when I was younger, when I was in my 20s, I used to run, I used to cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, it eventually just takes a toll on your body, right? And then I just, I gave it up. But I think it fixed it. So when my leg broke, I think it fixed it because it was slightly off. Oh, okay. So then the... Now it's well, good. the break <laughs> makes it stronger, so the bones are stronger technically. They, uh, they actually didn't. They told me it's not broken. So, so was it a fracture? So or? the they didn't see the fracture. It was so it was such a small hairline that uh, their X-ray, they didn't look hard enough, so they didn't see it. So they, I was like, okay, I guess it's they're like just go rest. So I went back to the job site, and then it was with the Chewbacca boot on or no. Nothing, just nothing on. I was in pain, so then uh, I went to I called other guys on the homeowner. So I got the homeowner, and then I called a friend in to kind of help me finish. This was just before the vacation, and uh, on the plane, my leg like swelled like almost double. Pressure. I landed and then I rested for a few days. Then it was still like something. I thought maybe there was. uh, I was trying to get a ultrasound to see maybe there's soft tissue damage, and then they're like. No, let's do another X-ray. And when they did the X-ray, you could definitely see, like it was separated. My 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 bone was actually. So there was a crack. Yeah, they're like, oh, you can't walk no more. You gotta here's here's the boot. Here's some crutches, and so I stayed at home and whatever. Uh, but uh, yeah, when was that? That was like that was. This is in May. Yeah, yeah, this is in May. Uh, but it healed incredibly well. There was a. A bunch of pills that my my mom has that uh, I did last time too. My leg healed really fast too, and this time essentially like capped over and healed. They were gonna do like plates. What are the, what are the magic pills? You want to share? Uh, are they Mel- from back home? Melaleuca. You know the Melaleuca. Uh, Melaleuca is like a wellness uh, company, and then they they have all this line. Essentially, it's a, there's men's and women's vitamins. Yeah, so you have the po- pro complex. Uh, you have AM, PM, but it's like like a, a bomb of vitamins. They're just like, it's about 200 bucks a month. But it targets, and so you can heal like, faster. Like you, you feel great, but it's uh, like I only do it whenever something. Like, so last time I was sick, so then I did two, three months of it. Natural. This, this time it broke, and then I was like, okay. So as soon as I did it, like, like it, it healed, it fused on its own. They were going to give me plates and screws and then it was going to take like six months and then more uh it was going to be a disaster if you're paying the if they through <laughs> the airports man <laughs> if no. the, yeah so it was uh i was like for sure i'm not doing any of that so good thing that i uh i healed uh so there's a nice like calcified cap over uh so now you're super strong you continue running and then <laughs> but hang on a sec that's the one leg yeah, this is both. But the other leg is weaker now. Yeah. Or not as strong. Yeah, hopefully it doesn't break. 
I, don't, I definitely don't want it to be breaking. No, up. no, no, no. <laughs> so that's what that's what's interesting is during the whole course of your life here is that like the last five years has been interesting, but that that takes you to your your next journey. Yeah. What's happening? Yeah, uh, that that uh, yeah, the next journey is uh, essentially jumping uh, jumping ship, uh, jumping ship. The Canadian ship. Uh, yeah, going to uh, Barbados. The family and all, the Barbados, the Caribbean. Uh, the, my wife uh, is originally from uh, from Barbados. Uh, she came to Canada. Uh, I was when did she come to Canada? Uh, two th- she studied in Canada before um, in Toronto, and uh, she went back. And she's been visiting uh, visiting Canada a few times, and uh, essentially we met in twenty. Uh, Christmas Eve, twenty fifteen. Christmas Eve, yeah. Family a, function or something? No, it was uh, online. Okay. Been doing online since I was like eighteen, I guess. Contractors, it's time to empower your business with Shelta Tech implementation. Shelta is offering a free meeting to tackle your biggest pain points head on. Their goal to develop a custom company app that's built just for you. Their goal to develop a custom company app that's built just for you. Solving your pain points, streamlining your processes, making your workday smoother. Here's the scoop. There's a $15,000 digital adoption grant available and Shelta is an expert at helping you secure it. This isn't just funding. It's your stepping stone into a new era of digital efficiency. By your second meeting, you'll get a tailor-made company playbook, a software prototype designed with your input, project tracking, real-time budget management, and daily logs all integrated into a single app. It's tech that works for you, not the other way around. Shelta isn't just offering tech, they're offering transformation. Join the community of 93 subcontractors who have already stepped up their game with Shelta Tech. Two meetings, countless opportunities. Ready to make a move? Visit Shelta.app. Let's pave the way to a smarter, tech-driven future. Shelta Technology, custom tech solutions for the modern contractor. Uh, so that was, it was an interesting uh, period uh, for, for surrounding uh, uh, when we met, but uh, essentially I was ready to like focus on myself and uh, didn't really think of uh, getting into anything serious. And I don't know, it's like as soon as I started talking to my uh, my wife, it's uh, it's like she was the she was the per- it seemed like it was the person that I always knew. Like it's almost like I've always been waiting for her to like that was exact like it was. Uh, when you know, you know, so as they say. Uh, and I just missed her. She she just came. She was in Canada. Oh. Uh, she was in Ottawa, and then uh, okay. just she was like three weeks or a month, and um, I just missed her by a, f- a few days. So she, when she did you back. book the flight to Barbados? Well, she she came back. Oh, in, she came uh, back. You didn't she, go there. She came back in March, uh, mid March or closer to the end of March. And uh, we ended up getting married within the... So from the <laughs> talking from <laughs> the end the of December to March, lots of talking. Oh, yeah. And then she comes here from March, and you guys end up getting married when? Uh, March 24th. The same month that she comes back? Yeah, she came for 12 days. And then without, within that period, we got married. City Hall, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, it was a it was a quick thing, uh, nothing. Uh, but it was, it's it's almost like within uh, within the week, 
of t- starting to talk we already uh already kind of knew and then we lined up another like meeting uh and then she came uh she came to see me uh so yeah just it was uh magic and then uh, she left to get her things in order to move uh, to canada become yeah. a canadian citizen she was trying to uh, come into switch from uh, f- switch from the island because it's like uh uh some some people definitely become a bit claustrophobic or like they feel that there's more to life so that they need to like move ahead and escape it doesn't have to be an island but uh anywhere it could be your city that your small town or whatever uh so she definitely uh was trying to professionally uh switch to canada uh using her uh her profession uh but i guess it was taking some time I guess I, in a way, took uh, took the opportunity. I was like, "Hey, yeah, let's just uh, <laughs> go there. <laughs> let's get married, or and this will be like the easier easier way for you to uh, switch." Um, so we just kind of went for it, and uh, she went, closed all her stuff, and came uh, came to Canada, um, and uh, that was yeah twenty uh, twenty sixteen. Um, and uh, I guess she's she's tried different things in her profession, but it's it's totally different climate, uh, so it hasn't really been um, the best. Because here they like dental hygiene, you get paid hourly, but in Barbados is commission based. Mm. So then it's uh, the the pay uh, your your pay gap or like your pay volume is way <coughs> way different. Plus the regulations here are a lot stricter as Canada is with everything uh, it's it's uh wasn't as pleasant and with the driving and stuff with the girls uh coordinating everything and then me having a business i didn't have too much i need to be more on the Time, tools yeah, and so it's work. like so much hard uh hard to like regulate so it's primarily me being uh the 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 provider and uh majorly and then uh, her more being like stressed so it wasn't like balanced but i mean it's uh um in the last uh period it, it became clear that why i actually opened the business in the first place because <coughs> it was it was to serve a purpose and then the purpose was um the purpose was to to a- achieve a point or to fuel uh fuel life faster than i can work for it so like i get it so it was just the next step i maxed out my ability to earn being in the shop or or being in the shop plus doing side jobs uh even though that was probably the best time you needed more days more hours to i wanted to be at home yeah uh so the the business uh, essentially provides uh so starting a business is not it's not something an easier way out Uh, starting a business is uh it's when you're way way above and you're limited so like having having a job with anybody whoever owns the business as employees as as they pay a wage it's not uh, an employer's responsibility to give you a life that you desire they're just you're an employee they're gonna make money so if, if you want to achieve things for you, the only way for you to do that is to go and get it yourself. Yeah. Uh, so to to be an employee, that's one thing. But if it's not enough, uh, there's in no way that an employer is going to give you 
give you those dollars. So, but today's generation expects that. Yeah, and I, th- I think my knowing what I've been through and like uh, what I've achieved, I think I was happier. Uh, or the best time was when I had a side hustle and then I was working, because then there was a guaranteed base income, and then you have your plus the extra, you your honey Moving in the side you forward, right? Yeah. Then you get to invest and grow and save. Who, and who was it? Was it you or was it her that first came up with the idea about leaving Canada and, and taking the family and going to Barbados now and having a life there? Uh, it's her. Uh, she always had like the goal of um, she was almost on the on the verge of or her next steps in, in Barbados were to uh, buy a place. So as she was working and. And then kind of like things just uh, happen. I came along or uh, um, or life happened between and um, she dropped everything, came to Canada. And then we did get the we did, we did get the house and then the second house um, using the corporation. So I leveraged the corporation to achieve the second property. Uh, but her her personal goal wasn't satisfied in terms of having that home. Um, so now it became the possibility when they went on a vacation after, uh, after COVID almost like an escape. Cause there was like so much going on here. And then, uh, um, the environment that we're in in Canada is just so, uh, everybody's looking at everybody else and it's kind of negative and stuff like that. So, uh, it's funny how she left Barbados thinking that it was such an enclosed environment and then comes to Canada in a few years, Canada becomes the enclosed environment. Yeah. And now you're going, <laughs> she's going back there, bringing you along and the girls yeah. and to a better environment, right? It, it definitely wasn't planned. Like, uh, uh, we weren't at all planning on seeing that as a place to, to stay. Um, yes, acquire the, like an income property that we can always go to wherever we're in the world for the girls to go to, uh, family, friends, like, uh, just go enjoy, uh, enjoy yourself. Um, but, uh, we never really <coughs> saw it as a place. And then f- for sure it's easier for her to work there, but then how would I work there? And, uh, and knowing that it's, uh, they don't quite pay the same there. Uh, the price point is less unless you have high end clients or if you're working for a high end builder, <coughs> cause usually they ship all that labor into on the Island when they're done the job, they leave. Uh, that's typically how. Uh, things would go and but would you just set up a business there and not be a worker but be the business owner to build there it's very competitive oh. um, it's 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 all like relationships and networking and uh, who who knows who because the island is only so big yeah <clears throat> and um, logistics uh, in terms of um, the material coming everything is shipped in so you're limited, like it's, uh, it's coming from China or Miami, it's all through the port. Uh, and then you get a little bit of maybe a duty mix up or customs, like it's, uh, the costs are unpredictable. It's not as uh, go to the store and get it's not it. not going to Home Depot, I know. They, they do have uh, some stores there, there's definitely suppliers, but uh, for anything custom, you're not going to be uh, dealing uh, in a normal way. Uh, so it's it's really hard to establish uh, anything like right away. You, you need to join, or but it's also hot. So then I don't see myself working there. 
uh, on the tools. Um, but no, but running the business, running the business, it's couldn't you just like, I don't know, like sell a project, put all the material that you possibly need in a sea can, have a ship there, and then manage the project there, and now you're running the business potentially. But knowing what I uh, <coughs> like, the business was uh, here was set up uh, to to meet uh, a certain target, and that was to kind of support my wife through our five year five year of the girls because we got two daughters the, their five first f- five years so that uh, my wife can take care of the of them and then I take care of the us uh, so now that that's complete uh, essentially it was also to fuel getting the house and then for me to build up a tool collection because uh, it's easier to do that through the corporation uh, but also to fuel uh, further steps in terms of education and having uh, uh, some money to invest into the next part. Uh, I didn't realize that until after coming back from Europe uh, recently that that was actually my direction. And then now that it's finished, there is no need to be in a type of business where um, I have the business or I'm creating the business or I'm in the front of it. Because it's very time-consuming, and it's more at this period in life, it's more about being as a family together. Yeah, uh, being there for the girls for the next ten years, whatever, as they're going through school, um, uh, and spend that critical time uh, um, doing our thing. And I guess the business is also to what's that movie? Uh, where there's a chef, and he's like uh, opening a thousand oysters. Oh, it's uh, burnt, burnt. Yeah, burnt with Bradley Cooper, where he yeah, has to open Bradley up Cooper. a thousand. He has to shuck, uh, shuck uh, a thousand oysters before yeah. he feels that he can go back and piss off more people. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So that one is almost. Uh, that's kind of like what it feels like. It's almost like it was uh, having this business and making sure that it's I'm the only one and there's nobody else and going through the pain and the process to almost educate myself, to put myself through these trials. No, but like you... To, to kind of like know what I'm made from. And then then I take that experience and join another large builder that, that have the already everything established uh, with the designers, architects, uh, engineers, uh, the clientele, uh, the high end uh, to, to contribute to that with what I already who I am and what I know. So are you leaning more towards partnering or working with somebody or yeah. trying? Yeah. Because it makes more sense. Then you can grow with them because yeah. you're bringing this mindset from this area and European mindset to that area yes. where there's a lot of value there. Mm-hmm. And worst case scenario, if you need to get on the tools, you can get on the tools Absolutely. to catch up and get some stuff done. Yeah. That's educate, value there to educate any, any local trade. Yeah. Uh, because they don't uh, have that uh, kind of like detail and uh, maybe the thinking. Uh, so me having that experience and the uh, great problem solving skills, um, I can yeah greatly contribute. But also the real estate part of it is because uh, I got my real estate license there uh, to uh, to participate in the sale. So through my real estate uh, investing network here in Canada uh, to also be uh, the anchor for our community there for anybody to invest in Barbados and also for anybody that's in Barbados if they're on the lower medium 
tier of investors, not the high-end guys already got all their stuff figured out, but to give them the ability to enter markets in Canada and US. Part of it. So then it's like a two-way street. And you got the best of both worlds. And there. through that mix also get investors into... Uh, so by working for a high-end construction company, now, now I'm on the inside already knowing everything and being able to launch or make these projects happen uh, with already an existing relationship. And not just... Um, I think my... Since at the beginning I mentioned the architecture, civil engineering, yeah. that kind of a thing. It w- I thought of going back to school and kind of jumping into that, but then I saw it as a big waste of time. Since 2015, Groove has been built off the foundation of experience, innovation, and the continued desire to evolve how work is done even after the trade has mastered it. The people at Groove have more than 40 years of experience in the drywall and construction industry. Their commitment to both the growth of the company and the individuals Groove simply calls clients is unparalleled. Their mission is to empower builders, designers, and architects with the freedom to build on their designs, to encompass creativity in all of their projects without sacrificing quality, efficiency, or affordability. They accomplish this by providing production-focused solutions and design workflows that allow builders to overcome their construction limitations through drywall. They see drywall in a different way. Innovate, inspiration, integrity. Groove Industries. Check out Groove Industries at www.grooveind.com and on social at GrooveIND and reach out to them on their email orders at GrooveIND.com or Steve at GrooveIND.com and Andre J at GrooveIND.com. And also their phone number is 416-629-3756. I thought you're supposed to be finding time so then you can... (laughs) Let your wife have more time for her, and then you could be focusing on the girls, but yet you're adding more to your resume, your plate. It's uh, it's also Barbados, so they don't really work that hard. It's Caribbean time. The, it's it's cutoff time. The, the, yeah, the this finish. is how it is. Europe's like that, too-ish. You know yeah. what I mean? Kind of. It's not uh, definitely not like here when it's... No. Yeah, there's no like work late and uh, work Saturdays, Sundays. And no, that doesn't exist. So, so there's lots of uh, family time. But uh, it will be definitely more on the management side and uh, bringing and connecting all these relationships. But a, a certain passion is going to be in Barbados so is to create uh, more of a community building. So there is lots of vacant land, lots of infills. But there is a big need for uh, just similar to here. Um uh, as we need uh, low-income housing. Uh, so Barbados has, uh, they're pushing in that direction. They have projects that they're working on. Government-assisted? Uh, yes. The, the, okay. There is, uh, uh, they don't, they want their um, uh, citizens to, to own. It's a very surprising banking system there because they don't have much of a refinance and like using your... Um, Equity. Yeah, like if it, if you want a sec, they'll give you a second mortgage, but then you're not getting off of your. They want they want people to own because it's in the way that what we're experiencing here is like slavery in the way. Like yeah, you're getting, you're getting the not uh, in a way <laughs> it is. <laughs> you're getting the uh, it's like here's your house, here's your this, but then uh, you you get consumer debt and then you're, you're they want you're, you to keep on owing. Yeah, so you're not you're, owning. You're you're it's like illusion of ownership, but then yeah. really. Uh, if uh, the shit hits the fan, then it's like, well, now then you it becomes uh, losing. You, you give everything up. Uh, if you, hopefully you never get sick or you don't lose your job or things change, then you just end up 
or if they change the interest rates and uh, you know. <laughs> so is everybody on board including the girls everybody knows that this is the next stage in your your family life that this is what's going to happen it was a lot of uh, back and forth um, was there hesitation um mainly like the big uh big transition uh not as far as them it's more about uh, me for what i have created like the upper level uh the business uh yeah but that's all up here isn't it i've, I've invested a lot in uh, tools and i never really and then like the house so their second home uh i got the second home just so i can have potentially uh set up a shop in the garage for the smaller things and projects uh to store the tools to have an office uh uh, for the girls to have play space yeah. for a guest room for the yeah. family like an actual like finally have a, a home uh so all the hard work that i've uh, done to this point to actually have a home then i just got the the van as like a year old finally got my van finally started set it all up uh um i got my clients it's uh starting to look into a partnership so switch to that phase of partnering up with somebody else to to dive into larger larger projects that are uh, let's say townhomes or multifamily so you're trimming out uh, uh with a big crew run, yeah you established uh, like a system yeah that you can just go in and now here's we can we reap the rewards right yeah. at, that, at that point but why can't you just take all that and go there with it it's not uh it's not that simple it's not that at all like i can't take the van i can't uh uh the, the tools uh i guess sure i can but it's uh it's 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 in different different ways it's not uh find somebody here to sell what you've already built give it to somebody else yeah that was a consideration or no yeah i've i've also thought about hybrid systems so where i i would uh because i can make all my money in six months so then i would be like back and forth almost where like it, instead of going to florida i'd be going to barbados um, but then it splits the family and that's then, exactly uh, what i was just about to say uh so what you've been working on two four and four wouldn't benefit the, the to answer your question in terms of uh giving it to somebody else or having somebody take over the the current market is uh uh maybe that would have been the possibility but then i did bid on some big jobs and it didn't come through like it would have been a three four year kind of a process and uh because it didn't f come through uh that was like the last sign to me that it's like this is it because uh, then you you only push in a certain direction yeah for so long and then when things are no longer like meant for you and you should be looking in a different way because that's what I, I go through life like feeling. So I, uh, essentially, well, I you're supposed to stick with it and <clears throat> keep on working on it, and it's supposed to happen. That's what I did think, but uh, you know, when uh, what's th what's that saying? Is like, uh, I wish, I wish uh, the guy wish the he had money or fortune, and then the guy's like, well, he never bought a lottery ticket. Uh, it's like there's definitely signs that I've, I've worked on projects or or even relationship or push certain things just to get them done just because that's the way we're supposed to do it uh it's like you you said you're gonna do it you're gonna stick with it you're gonna follow through and then boom 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 that's that's the way doesn't matter if like you're just squeezing the yeah out of yourself to make uh just because you said so then that was the kind of stuff i was working with but at a certain point there was a there was a shift 
that happened. Um, and uh, there's a lot more uh, currently paying attention to, to, to things as they line up for me. So very small details, almost like reading the person as when you talk sales. But these things pop up in terms of just uh, life in general. Uh, and for me, uh, everything, all these signs kind of point to Barbados. So Barbados is not only um, just for the family, um, but it's also uh, the next step uh, for, for me to evolve. So I've already became who I am. Um, I've turned my passion into a business. I've uh, put myself through the trials of uh, all this and I've supported my family. I've done everything. Uh, everything is resolved. And now it's the next phase to transition myself from somebody that's working in the, in the corner, um, perfecting model building, let's say artistry, like fine tune, like yeah. just do your own thing, your own bubble, um, to becoming the team player, uh, getting off the tools and be more the digital managing side, uh, networking, communication, uh, uh, open the world, uh, so to speak, and uh, um, be in the front rather than hide. Because so it's um, when when you become so efficient, uh, you you isolate yourself. And in a way, I found myself that I was trapped. Because then I've I've built the business, I've built the, the house, I built like everything to be so so good and uh, controlled to be so efficient that I've realize I've almost trapped myself. Did you notice that or did your wife notice that? Um, I've definitely noticed that because uh, it's uh, to get out of it. So now simply because of the position of the, they're in Barbados and then we're, we're uh, the ideas are kind of coming as they come in terms of things unravel and you're like, oh, maybe this or that or it's, uh, all of a sudden it's becoming better that she has now a really good job because she switched jobs and then she's making really good money and then she opened her page on Instagram and then now she's like educating content and teaching people. Her uh, following is really growing now. Now she's bringing clients to the studio. Now she's opened another business and now she's selling other stuff. Now she's going through education and becoming like the top or the only person, only specialist is going to be on the island for uh, a certain thing. Um, so it's, she's like expanding so well and then there's no way, uh, plus the girls, I don't see them coming back here for as far as education, uh, and living there, uh, living in this environment because it's really positive, uh, over there. So it's like now Canada doesn't, it's like almost like a wall there. It's like, I don't, there's no, there's no, I don't I'm want to disagree with you, man. I don't see them coming back. So then for me to go to switch it became apparent, like, why is it so hard? Like, there's so much, it's like I'm anchored so hard into uh, my position, which is a good thing. But in this case, uh, unless that happened, I probably would have never realized that how, like, uh, as a business owner, whenever you're uh, in the position, how deeply anchored and rooted you are to where, where you are. It's like if you decided to shift to go to a different uh, area of Canada, how easy would it, if you have a brick and mortar, if you have operations, employees, you almost, you can't like pick up and go. It's difficult because you spend so much time and effort 
working on building a brand and getting it out there, but you also don't know and you shouldn't know what might potentially happen yeah. for the good or for the bad, right? If you go this other way. So, so it's, uh, yeah, the un- unknown yeah. and uh, splitting yourself up doesn't quite work, which I, I try to uh, do. Uh, and you're always achieving the best if you are 100%, 1,000% committed. If you're going to do something to be at the top, you have to be like a thousand percent there with, with the relationships, the people, your time, um, every, every chance that you have to, uh, to, to commit. Uh, otherwise, there's no point. You'll end up losing. And that's what I was uh, almost like both, uh, both ends as far as uh, the business w- is no longer uh, working well because I was uh, traveling to Barbados or uh, if I was uh, transition into the other edge, which is Wealth Genius, the, the um, real estate investing, uh, multifamily, uh, all that. So to lift myself up, to educate myself farther. Real estate was always the goal. It's just I needed to, to get to the next step. I needed to monetize my passion in order to fund fund my next step yeah yeah uh, it was the highest best use at the time um but it's uh, being uh now it's like almost the goal is to be flexible i want to be able to uh sharpen myself turn myself into a weapon rather than surround myself with tools which i did with like 150,000 on hand tools and the hundred thousand yeah, but you can truck. sell those off and hand yeah. it off to somebody else and you never know why not pull this off establish it in barbados pull it off there and once you do that then you actually can go back home to your place in europe and pull it off there as well why can't you do that i guess because that's not uh it would it would be a standard in terms of uh artisanship or um passion for uh, for like a life contract or or carpenter but i see myself as uh like it was just a stepping stone because i get that question is like why don't you when should turn it when should you create monetize it when should turn into bigger why don't you do this like i mean how many people do you know on the island are going through the exact same thing that you're about to go through that you're currently working on going through um not not really i don't think there's <laughs> anybody like and, and i noticed this from other people that started a path a new path why don't you start sharing your experience so then other contractors can consider it? I mean, I'm not talking about going to Barbados, but there might be somebody else that's probably going to other islands, other Caribbean islands, yeah. and they're maybe on the same fence as you where you've got this established here, but you really want to go there for the sake of the family. Mm-hmm. So if you were to start sharing your path, it might connect with other people to understand what you've gone through, but they also might contribute as well because mm-hmm. you're just going to learn a bunch of stuff. On how to set it up it's uh it, it, it's mainly the it's it's so tight for it's really hard to get in uh because they're so protective the all-new kohler home generator the most powerful the most durable most customizable and the quietest home generator you can buy when it counts count on Kohler 
that on, one particular on, island well a lot of them yeah they're uh like the big it's all inside uh trading so to speak mm. like who knows who it's all relationships so for you to for you to get somewhere you have to know somebody already i do have the benefit because my wife is from there so there was already some relationships that are helping me uh achieve stuff uh but uh they're very uh, protective uh, of their piece of pie. And she's uh, using the social media for the dentistry? Uh, social media, she's using it, uh, yeah, I guess to, uh, she was trying to get into the digital marketing. Okay. Like, uh, uh, there was a creator that she was dealing with um, that was like getting, uh, phasing out a dental or something, who was a dental hygienist, but then now she uh, manages the um, uh, the media for other dentist offices. That's her business. So then she did a course. My wife liked her, and then she was relating to her. Uh, so she took her thing and uh, essentially set up her own page. Uh, and now her page has grown past the dentist office that she's <laughs> working, who hired a professional crew uh, to like manage that. So uh but i mean some she's having fun with some of the things and uh she, she's it is a lot of work uh as multimedia uh, media is um but uh she she's been finding uh these little pieces that she she sees opportunity uh in the market whatever is like the, the, the thing um she's taking all these little courses uh just pushing uh pushing to be in, in the front of it like naturally but that's what i mean it, it will help you as well too because if you guys start making a lot of noise digitally and then it kind of opens up doors there because i'm sure that not a lot of people are opening up digital doors there yeah right yeah um, I, I see myself being more in the in the front where uh uh to, cr to create a change uh, to make a push because uh, in the community uh, so to create uh, uh something different not just do infills or high ends, but also like basically build a community for low income uh, housing. Well, get the government on board and maybe even sweeten the pie by saying you it's, want to start a school. It's uh, all these things are. There's <laughs> a lot. There's a lot going on. No, so then you're just no, no. As in, I'm already in play in the, yeah in some of these uh, in these directions to uh, to make to make moves to uh, to contribute as far as. Uh, Trying to get into the government somehow uh, to get somebody's ear and to contribute uh, in whichever way I can, uh, but mainly I have to actually get there. So that's my my hardest part, or my next steps is to uh, to liquidate, uh, get rid of everything. So sell my van, sell my tools, sell the house. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people that want some dual tools right now. You want to put an ad out? I got <laughs> almost a bit of everything. I never really. <laughs> Went on the on that. Uh, who's who's? Here's a more important question. There on Barbados, what color is mostly used there? I don't think it's Dewalt, is it? It was uh, Makita. You'd be, you'd be surprised, but yeah, Makita was the. I don't think I've seen uh, Dewalt. I uh, know I know guys use Dewalt because they ship it in, but there is a Queen Queen is the is like a. A local one of the local uh, hardware the hardware stores. Okay, so they would or, carry or like Home Depot, but yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. So, so there's Carters and Quimen, and they uh, I was there recently. Before I didn't see any Milwaukee, but this time around I see Milwaukee came in. Uh, so they're they're selling uh, their packouts and all these tools. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Makita was definitely on the shelf. Yeah, uh, I could totally see Makita being there. But it's almost like triple the price. It's, uh, it's like ridiculous. The flight from here to there is what? Five? No, four hours. Uh, five from Toronto. I wish I, Toronto? I wish I was in Toronto. Uh, you got to go from Ottawa to Toronto, to Toronto to Barbados? Yeah. There's no direct from Ottawa to... No. Uh, That's like a big... Uh, and it, it basically brings up the cost, so it's 200 bucks more uh, at least. And then Plus the, the time. Plus the time. It's an extra... You land here maybe at 9 p.m. Uh, you leave here at 8 and you land at 9. Uh, but in order for me to go to Ottawa, sometimes the flight is at like 1 in the morning or 12. So then by the time I get... Like it adds so much more uh, to the trip. I wish there was a direct flight. When did you start the wealth? The wealth management side of things? Wealth Genius. Same time uh, with the real estate? Uh, wealth Genius is the it's like the, f- the largest, fastest growing uh, real estate uh, platform. Okay. But it's uh, you actually take courses within the system, uh, whatever direction you want to go through. Uh, whether it's the originally when I started, it was multifamily. Multifamily, now there's multifamily US, then there's short term rental, wholesaling. Um, I think they have, uh, they will have professional speaking or make money speaking, expert speaker style. Really? Um, but I started that and uh, I met uh, Alfonso, the godfather of real estate, uh, back in 20, uh, 2017. In, in the March, March 2017. And that's why I started the corporation, actually. Because <coughs> uh, it was the corporate structure and leverage is what I uh, kind of picked up from that. And then since then, uh, I was waiting till the time that I was able to uh, have enough money. And then through, essentially, that's why the reason for the business is to fund my education uh, for this period. And uh, once uh, I got our house, the second house, it became like time. It was, uh, it was like the time came that I was like enough is enough of, of me working six, seven days a week, almost not being home. And uh, my wife also always like taking care of the girls uh, and not really being around. And uh, it, was, it was time for that next, uh, next phase because it was al- always about real estate. Uh, Since it, day one? Yeah. Okay. Because in the way it also how I build my business, uh, the reason for the upper level finish is targeting higher end clients and let's say somebody's last home uh, to, to in the way after having those relationships to have them as my next step, as my passive investors into whatever future projects. Six, six degrees of Kevin Bacon. That's <laughs> all it was. You were just yeah. connecting the dots and putting things yeah. together. That's all it was. So it was a multi-level uh, kind of like uh, direction or funnel. Um, so yeah, finally, after keeping uh, contact with Alfonso, he uh, he eventually opened. When COVID happened, he uh, he opened his own thing because he's an international speaker and he has a uh, uh, Canadian Youth Foundation is like a thing. So he educates uh, financial education for um, for young uh, young kids. Is he Canadian? Uh, he's from El Salvador. Okay. And he he is Canadian, so he came came to Canada with his mom. His daughter also has, uh, it's called the 610 Project, so that one's tailored more towards the younger investors. So you can start as early as, I think, 16, 17. You go through that process, and then so there's a couple of guys uh, or a couple of students that already have, like, apartment buildings uh, at 18, 19. Uh, it's a different generation <coughs> for the ones that are actually opening up things up and looking at opportunities, right? 
you, you got a certificate at the end of this and so yeah. you, you are uh, you are educated through through the system through do it properly and then you you have your passive investors and uh, active investors uh, but ultimately it's uh, it's a whole uh, the community is really good uh, everybody is very supportive that's like the main thing so that was last uh, 20 2022 uh, in the fall is when I uh, started the join the program and that was like a big shift for me it it's slowly over over uh, over time uh, it uh, it made me like question everything and rebuild myself uh re reinvent myself and transition there's like a big uh, a big point i want to uh bring up is uh sure. the you probably know how your body changes like every seven years and then you get like a whole all your cells change yep uh, you but, flush out yeah yeah but then there's the other part of it uh um that you're there is also a big change as far as uh, not just your body, but who you are, what you do, because then now with a new body, you have to also become that, adapt and become that new person and transition. Um, and I, I see it, I, uh, knowing that, uh, in a lot of my uh, experience, a lot of big changes in my life have been every seven years, and I've now like realized uh, a pattern that is, is occurring. Uh, that in between the seven years, uh, you are in the perfection phase. So you, you've figured out whatever you're doing. So at the seven-year mark, you've transitioned. Hopefully, you do realize that that's what's happening. So you've you shifted and you've, you've become somebody else. You've entered a new level of, if you're still in the same field, you're in a new level. Or if you're totally like rip everything apart and then your whole total shift. But it's still something new. So between the seven years, you're perfecting whatever you accepted and as you come to the other end you're now in the like blow up the bubble as in your everything all the pieces come apart as, as a puzzle now you're uh, starting to pick uh, pick the different a different re you're reevaluating re yourself again for your next okay next phase because you're coming closer and then you enter accept and enter your next phase and then it becomes things become clear again because now you're and the perfection process, and then you start again. I get it. So, in seven years old, I guess everybody's in school. At at fourteen, for me, that was coming to Canada. Uh, at twenty one is when uh, I got my car, and then the businesses, and that was like the big shift between either education or uh, entering the business world. Uh, twenty eight, I got married, so I met my wife. Got married. That was a big shift. Uh, quit smoking that was like a hard one that I battled with forever uh, and then shortly after that I guess family and then the business and now this because the I guess 28 is also when I accepted the like being more serious so the van like the the van shift the meeting my wife and uh, and uh, that's when I actually put the deposit down for the house so that was like home ownership so like 28 and then 35 <coughs> uh was the uh, current uh phase so 36 so i was going through this about two years now so 30 i already knew so i started wealth genius then uh, my wife uh, uh switching to barbados and going through this whole like testing period where everything is blowing up and then trying to figure out and land on something specific <coughs> that's going to be my next focus 
uh, and now finally ultimately making this decision and now is going to be you run with it for the next uh, uh, seven years the so uh, you'll be in Moldova in seven years Moldova yeah no, probably not <laughs> I, I was just there but uh, <laughs> you uh, never know I don't know if it's going to be more of a maybe I'll transition from uh, being in these custom uh, custom home building still in the building uh, environment to potentially something like totally different whereas potentially unrelated and more you might even get into political in in Barbados right or contribute to it's kind of weird to hear that uh, because that's like a recent thing that those words kind of came up uh, that might be a possibility in previous conversations and uh, you never know definitely uh, that's probably going to be the next one yeah Uh, we got we got to wrap it up, but I want you to answer the twelve questions, and I wish you all the best. So they're living there right now, right? Yeah. And then you go visit them. How often? Um, last year I went uh, three times, and okay. then they came uh, in the summer for six weeks. Uh, so I didn't see them since uh, September, and then I recently came from Barbados uh, after for two weeks, and then my next trip is uh, February twenty uh, ninth. I'm going for another uh, two weeks for my next uh, interview uh, and plus walkthroughs and setting up different things as I'm transitioning uh, in between. So. Is it just as easy to become a citizen there because you're married too as uh, it was for her to come here or no? Oh, no, it's definitely... Well, it is hard to become a citizen there um, because... Uh, this show is brought to you by Payne's Window Manufacturing. Window shopping revolutionized. Seeking top-tier windows? Look no further. Payne's Window Manufacturing is the ultimate choice for custom builders, contractors, and homeowners. Visit www.paynes.com now to experience the pinnacle of quality and customization. Get your instant custom quote today. Elevate excellence with us, plus enjoy nationwide shipping across Canada and the U.S. When I was uh, being sworn in, the there was a wife, uh, or not a wife, but uh, a woman and her husband. Husband's already a citizen. She, it took her 18 years of like waiting uh some people get naturalized uh like professionals show up and they open a practice or they're just living there permanently so maybe like eight years uh, just just the time it takes for me it was somewhat easy so my uh, our girls for sure they were super fast because there was a period that the government opened up the floodgates and they were like we're approving everybody fast they made it the system <coughs> i missed that one and uh when i showed up uh I hired a lawyer and then they had to go through. I had some issues with them translating my birth certificate from USSR because it was Russian. Uh, and they didn't have anybody on the island uh, to translate my birth certificate. Um, but so do you not have the Canadian pa- I guess it doesn't. Yeah, a Canadian passport. Yeah. They just do their own. Uh, they got to follow the whole. Okay. They go through their own like rules and their own thing, their own process. And uh, essentially mm. there was a. Uh, a bit of a delay, but overall, it took me about a year, almost almost a year from the time that I showed up and applied uh, with the lawyer, and then they appeal, and then finally it was accepted. And then there was like a government switch uh, with who one retired, one. And so the process got to start all over again. No, it was just a bit of a delay as they re got comfortable and, and then by the time uh, when i showed up i did I, I did it so it was nice i got my passport right away and then uh 
then later on there's like an ID card you gotta get. So the kind of like Europe is the same thing. So then they, I got that, and then finally it was. Uh, I'm full, fully set up now, basically. Bottom line, whoever's listening, you got an opportunity. If you have some sort of family tree that's connected to other places outside of where you currently are, whether that's Canadian or U.S., take advantage of it. Just start doing the paperwork now. You never know. And then have all this paperwork in place, right? I mean, I love that I have an EU. I have a Portuguese passport. I love that. Yeah. Like, it just, you don't know where you potentially might go in life, right? Because you're, yeah, you gotta, you gotta live live and enjoy life uh, you shouldn't, uh, shouldn't live. don't wait don't limit yourself go have some fun you ready <laughs> sure go have lots of fun what's your favorite construction word uh, hmm. it's interesting you don't have a favorite construction word <laughs> upper level what Upper level, I guess. Upper, yeah, upper level, that works. What's your least favorite tool? Uh, least favorite tool. I thought he was the, you told me it was the multi-tool, wasn't it? Multi-tool. Um, no, a multi-tool is actually uh, pretty useful. It's just uh, noisy. It's dwelled. <laughs> Dewalt table saw. <laughs> Dave, to all table saw? No, the the cordless one keeps. Uh, it's like the thing doesn't go up. Uh, so the crank you, on the yeah, really. So you have to like flip it upside down and then do you turn it with the gravity, it drops and then flip it back upside down. Oh, that's <laughs> nice to hear. <laughs> what construction sound do you love? Uh, I think uh, like a, 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 a molder, like a mill machine. When 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 you you stick it in and then yeah, yeah uh, you hear it and then you hear like uh, how it's cutting how every chip like yeah you hear all those chips that's actually a nice sound. What's your favorite beverage? Um, either uh, cognac or gin tonic. It turns you on and off in construction. Uh, the worst uh, is is probably chasing uh, chasing the payment, chasing money. I know. Yeah, that's kind of destroys it. Uh, and the best, uh, I guess, when uh, you're so fine tuned in uh, in your process, and then when you when you turn a project into something that's like almost like a piece of you is is left behind when you stand back and you it's a uh, it's not just a view but it's uh it's a, it's like a, a feeling an aura like you just it gives new meaning it, to you you um had a hand in that it like resonates like it's uh yeah. it's like a, a warm feeling when you uh it's like you left a piece of you here you know? i like that that's, that's that's the best one what's your favorite curse word i guess fuck i don't know <laughs> What's your favorite vehicle? Anything, uh, any mode of transportation? Uh, I like my, uh, I like the one I drive now. It's the uh, Audi, uh, Audi A3 uh, hatchback. It's a uh, 09. Surprisingly, uh, it's like small and uh, enough engine power in it to really. It's still uh, a four, right? Uh, say again? It's a four cylinder, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, two liter turbo. Uh, They're nice. What do you miss from your childhood? Uh, I guess the uh, 
some of the best times were uh, whenever, because it was a big family. So the we had the one of a uh, great uncle. Uh, he would be like more of a businessman, entrepreneur. And one of the things that he did have was uh, he bought a lake from uh, maybe ordered or leased it or, but. He bought a lake. Yeah. Okay. There's lots of lakes in Moldova. <laughs> uh, so he, bought, he bought a lake from uh, from from this uh, municipality or like a little village uh, from their governing body and uh, essentially turned it into a fish farm. So he uh, he would uh, ha- have the fish in there and then he'd have the guys uh, on site that would feed the fish. Breed it. Uh, and uh, I'm not sure how, sure how he collected it, but uh, for we would have uh, events at this lake where all the whole family would show up and then would be like fishing and then get the crayfish out of the water uh, and make the stew, uh, shoot some shotguns uh, or rifles at some cans, uh, just some nice, nice barbecue, yeah, sh- nice. shushlik or shish kebab. Uh, yeah. uh, and the family is lar- relatively large, so it was like 50 plus people. Uh, so it was, I guess you have the kids playing around, you go on the boat, uh, rowing, uh, so that kind of uh, you go swimming uh, off the dock. None of this, uh, I guess, uh, turquoise, uh, sandy beaches. It's all like mud where you <laughs> no. feel the mud kind of come between your toes and stuff. And hopefully, you don't step on a muscle or something. But uh, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt one day? You're already juggling a lot, man. Uh, I was. Uh, if it was hands-on, uh, it was uh, electrical. Uh, was something that I was uh, attempting to uh, to get into when I when I started the uh, uh, the company uh, upper level finishes. I actually uh, went to Algonquin for the uh, basic electrical. I think it was called. Yeah. And I was trying to take a little bit of that just to uh, expand my uh, knowledge and skill uh, to be better. Uh, but uh, definitely would have. Uh, uh, that would have been the alternative as uh, as far as a pro trade uh, electrician. What do you want? Don't want to do. Uh, what I want and don't want to. No, do? No, no. What do you want? What? Oh, sorry. What profession would you not want to do? Oh, <laughs> probably a roofer. Uh. <laughs> Especially in the dead of winter. Last question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at those pearly gates? Uh, you're not done yet. Go back. <laughs> Thanks so much, man, for making the time coming to the show. I know it's a little bit of a trek and you're tired and you got a lot going on and a lot of interesting things. We'll get you back on the show in seven years to see where everything's at. <laughs> nah, we'll get you back on the show sooner. I'll remote you in, man, from Barbados once you get it all established and you can let everybody know what's happening, man. Yeah, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a very good. Uh, that's gonna be amazing. Yeah, it's gonna be amazing. So much opportunity. That's that's the that's the place. That's the place for sure. Uh, lots of requests on that one for my, maybe there will be some uh, some of the trades might show up there. Uh, from Why not? the guys that I'm already talking to a few. Why not? Uh, if uh, there's always the demand for for high end, and uh, once I'm in for sure, if there's opportunities to bring somebody in. Then do it. I'll definitely take it Invite out. them down. So yeah. you give me. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it, man. Thank you very much. What a pleasure finally to meet and chat and talk and have you on the show. So I wish you all the best and say hello to the family. And and I'm so glad that they're happy down there and they're working. Yeah. 
Yes. And it's all working out. And I, I know you got a lot of uh, a lot of stuff going on. It's uh, it's exciting. That's that's the way I live my life. Keep it posted. Keep <laughs> me posted, man. Keep me posted. That's it. Thanks very much. Thank you. Ready, Angel.